Hello everyone, welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got a lot of news this week, as new movies are being greenlit, shows are being cancelled, and Marvel movies coming back to China? I'll go over all, all of that and more, but first, let's get through the domestic top five. With Monday being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the top five will be in a four-day format. With that being said, Avatar The Way of Water continues to stay in first place with another $38.5 million for a total of $570.3 million. In second place is Megan with $21.2 million for a total of $59.7 million. Third place was Puss in Boots The Last Wish with $17.3 million for a total of $110.2 million. Fourth place was A Man Called Otto with $15 million for a total now of $21.2 million. And in fifth place was Plane, which opened to $11.6 million. Oh yeah, also opening in sixth place was House Party. This was one of the films meant for HBO Max that instead was pushed to theaters. As you can see, it worked out well. Anyway, besides that bomb, uh, Avatar, Puss in Boots, and Megan continued to do well. A Man Called Otto finally had a proper wide release with it playing over 3,000 theaters. Deadline also mentioned for this film that it's playing really well in middle America, based on top theaters for it over the weekend, and it's getting good word of mouth from audiences with an A cinema score. Plain, while a low opening of just over 10 million is actually doing okay. Deadline also reported that the budget for the film was in the low 20s, so if it can hold on well domestically and do okay internationally, it should net Lionsgate a small profit. Now let's get to the box office numbers from China. Staying in first place is Avatar The Way of Water, with 12.8 million or a total of 217 million. In second place is Better Man with 5 million dollars for a total of 39.8 million. Third place was Someday or One Day with 3.3 million with a total now of 54.8 million. Fourth place was Puss in Boots The Last Wish with 1.1 million for a total of 4.8 million. Should be noted that it added around 4,000 screens and compared to last weekend went up 40 1%. And in fifth place was Detective Conan with 770,000 for a total of 28.7 million. Dragon Ball Super Superhero did not have a good time, dropping a hard 75% to come in seventh place with 220,000. But there was big news in China this week, and that is Marvel films are back. China's film board has approved both Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Ant Man and the Wops Quantumania. Wakanda Forever will come out February 7th, and Ant-Man will release on February 17th, same day as most of the world gets it. Now, there is no official statement from the China Film Board or Disney about this, and, I mean, there really wouldn't be, as it technically was kind of an unofficial ban. As for why the change, Deadline is saying the main reason is that the government officials basically over the past two years, are being cautious. As in 2021, it was the 100th anniversary of the uh, China's Communist Party, and last fall was the 20th National Congress. This is a meeting of all the politicians in China that happens once every five years. Now that both of those are over, officials are becoming more lenient again, hence the movies are being approved. Uh, I do wonder though, if a change of CEOs at Disney might have helped a little bit. Obviously, Bob Iger has more of a better relationship with China than Chappick. That could have played a factor, but that is just speculation on my part. 
I'm happy people in China will get to see Marvel films again on the big screen, and hopefully more Hollywood films will get approved. Disney also needs to figure out their plan to release content from Disney Plus in China, as that is starting to build up. As for box office numbers, do not expect Wakanda Forever to make much. The film has been out for months and will be on Disney Plus soon. Ant-Man, however, should be looking to do around 100 million if the interest is there. For worldwide numbers, Avatar The Way of Water made 88.6 million for a worldwide total of 1.89 billion. Puss in Boots The Last Wish made 19.8 million for a total of 247.4 million. Megan made 15.4 million for a worldwide total of 90.7 million. Amount Called Auto is at 35.7 million. And I Want to Dance with Somebody is at 49.1 million worldwide. So let's get into the latest news from Hollywood, and we got a sequel announcement. This comes as no surprise, thanks to the impressive run so far, and that is Megan is getting a sequel called Megan 2.0. It is set to come out January 17th, 2025, and both Ashlyn Williams and Violet McGraw are coming back to star in it. This was a no-brainer move, as I don't think many people expected this one to get good reviews and actually make a good amount of money. And thanks to the low budget, a solid profit. Uh, Universal starts off the year on the right foot, following in Warner Brothers and Paramount footsteps. Disney is pulling a film from streaming and will instead opt for a theatrical release, specifically the upcoming horror movie from 20th Century Studios called The Boogeyman, which is an adaptation from a Stephen King novel. It was set to come out on Hulu, but will instead have a proper theatrical release on June 2nd. As for why the change, well, besides the fact that horror is doing really well at the box office, it's being reported the film recently had a test screening and executives liked what they saw and decided this was the best move. With it being released in the summer, it will be counter-programming to teenagers and adults as it comes out the same weekend as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and a week before Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Still, it should do decent numbers and will generate more money for the studio than if they just released it on the streaming. As Cineworld looks for someone to buy Regal and its theaters, they have been granted approval from the bankruptcy judge to walk away from 39 theaters and their leases. Basically what this means is Regal can try and re renegotiate the leases, and if they cannot get that done with the landlord, then Regal is free to walk away. This would result though in the theaters shutting down, this includes locations from across the country, uh, from LA to Seattle to New York City. Still no word on if anyone has submitted an offer to buy Regal. Now for this next story, I'm just going to go over it briefly as I could spend an entire episode on it, and that is Disney's proxy fight, or I should say the one they have to fight back. What it comes down to is Nelson Peltz, head of Tryon, a big investment firm who wants a seat on the board of directors and believes Disney should make a lot of changes. By themselves, Tryon only has $1 billion worth of shares and would need to convince a large number of shareholders at a vote to get him elected. Disney has now fired back and laid out a timeline of events as this became public only after Iger came back. What Disney is saying is that this all started back in July with Peltz and others trying to persuade previous CEO Bob Chappick to give him a seat on the board. Besides a vote, he could be nominated to the board as well. That'd be the easiest way for him to do so. Disney also revealed that the board had meetings in October questioning leadership, which shows that while publicly Chappick being fired was a shock, it was not a complete rush decision after a bad quarterly earnings call. After Iger was brought back, Peltz persisted with the idea of, look, let me on the board now, or I will wage a proxy fight. After some back and forth and presentations, the board voted no, and now we are here. Where will this go? I'm not sure. Disney could allow him on the board, but now, after releasing a timeline and explaining their reasons as to 
why they voted no in the first place, it would make them look weak. If they offered to do some of the things he wants, would he drop the fight? Maybe, if he truly wants to see Disney better and does not care about the title or the power, that would be the way to end it. Then, to the proxy vote itself, if it does come down to it, uh, would enough investors even vote for him? If that happens, I would expect a strong, strong PR campaign from Disney to dissuade them from voting. I will say for Bob Iger coming back to write to ship, it's now another challenge he has to deal with. Now, speaking of Disney, how about a new movie in development? That's right, thanks to an exclusive from Deadline, we now know that a Tron sequel is underway called Tron Ares. It will likely be directed by Joachim Roning and will star Jared Leto. I say likely, as Deadline reports, the contracts are not completed just yet. Uh, this also looks to be shooting sooner rather than later with a planned August start. No idea what the plot will be, but for me at this point with Tron, unless Disney can somehow get Daft Punk back together to make the soundtrack, I don't really care. In another exclusive from Deadline, Fool's Paradise has been picked up by Lionsgate, Roadside Attractions, and Grindstone Entertainment for North America. It's a comedy film directed by Charlie Day and marks his directorial debut. It stars Ken Jeong, Ray Liotta, Kate Beckinsale, Jason Sudeikis, and John Malkovich. It does sound like since it is his directorial debut, he was able to call in some favors to get some people to star in the film, which is nice to see. As for a release, Deadline is saying it will get a theatrical release later in the year. Chad Sosinski has a new film on his plate. He has signed on to direct the Rainbow Six film for Paramount. Not much is known right now, except that it will star Michael B. Jordan as John Clark and is set in the same universe as the film Without Remorse, which came out in 2021. Paramount has not made it clear if it will go to theaters or straight to streaming, as Without Remorse was set for a theatrical release, but due to COVID, was sold to Amazon. Uh, I think based on how much the streaming landscape has changed in the past few months, it'll go to theaters first. As for trailers, we only got one, which is the second trailer for Scream 6. This is a more uh, proper trailer uh, compared to the previous one, which was just a teaser. I thought the trailer was solid, showing it looks like it'll be more darker than the previous Scream films. Uh, anyway, I thought the last one was good, and I'm looking forward to this. Comes out March 10th. For VOD Premium, a lot of focus will be on Netflix, so let's get the smaller news out of the way. Apple announced that the third season of Ted Lasso will come out in the spring. They did not give a release date yet. I'm going to guess toward the middle end of April. Uh, most soccer leagues finish up in May, so it would be good timing. Can't wait for it. This week we got some more cancellations. From Apple TV+, Plus. they now have canceled The Mosquito Coast after two seasons. HBO Max has canceled another show. This time it's the Gossip Girl remake. It is currently airing its second season which will be its last. Right now, it'll stay on HBO Max if you want to watch it. There has been no word on it will be on if it will be removed yet. From Amazon, they have signed a deal with sports streaming service Stanzen. It is a global deal, and as a result, Stanzen will be available as a prime channel for customers to sign up for. It'll offer live and on-demand sports, including soccer, UFC, and motor racing. Now, since sports deals are tricky to navigate, I would assume this new channel would only be available where Stanzen is currently available. Uh, this would include the US, UK, Italy, Spain, Germany, Canada, and a few others. Amazon Prime has also released a video for Invincible, announcing season two will arrive at the end of 2023. It's been a long way for the show to come back, but animation takes time, and I can't wait to watch it. The first season was really good. Now, let's finish up with Netflix, because they had a lot going on. First, let's go over the quarterly earnings, and it turns out the holiday season was good for the company. They had a net gain of 7.66 million subscribers, 
bringing their total to 230.75 million worldwide. This beat their expectations of a net gain of 4.5 million subs. And in shocking news, co-CEO Reed Hastings is stepping down from his role and will just be an executive chairman. In his place will be Greg Peters, who was CEO, will now be co-CEO, along with Ted Sardanos. While the news itself is shocking as it came out of nowhere, as in there was no rumors of it happening, the move itself is kind of a long time coming. Hastings was one of the founders of the company, and Netflix itself was also 25 years old. There had to be a changing of the guard at some point, and now that seems to have happened. As for what might happen now with a new co-CEO, both Sardanos and Peters have said that there will not be any immediate big shifts in what the company does. The password sharing crackdown will continue, though, as it was mentioned that it will be expanding to more countries over the first quarter. How people will respond to that remains to be seen. As for content spending, Netflix seems to have leveled off for now. For the year end of 2022, the company has spent $16.8 billion on producing shows and movies, which is down a bit from 2021, where they spent $17.7 billion. With higher interest rates, I would expect them managing their cash better as time goes on. As for upcoming content from Netflix, they announced that Cobra Kai Season 6 will be the end of the show. The creators did say they wanted to end it on their terms, so this is not like the other Netflix shows where they are cancelled. It's crazy how this show started as a highlight of pre- uh, produced content for YouTube Premium. Netflix also released uh, what is now a yearly tradition of a sizzle reel for their upcoming films for the year. Uh, for 2023, they will be releasing 49 films, including You People, Luther, The Fallen Sun, Murder Mystery 2, Extraction 2, The Clone Tyrone, Heart of Stone, Lift, Pain Hustlers, The Killer, and Rebel Moon. Personally, for me, this year's lineup is looking a lot better than last year's. I mean, David Fincher film starring Michael Fassbender? Yes, please. And that is it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. As always, thank you for listening. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Links to those are in the show notes. See you next time. <laughs>